Hey guys, welcome to Carol's Coffee House, a place where Catholic singles in their 20s and 30s can grow in community and deepen their spiritual life. I'm Maura. I'm Sarah. Grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea and let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to Carol's Coffee House. How you doing this week? Oh, wow. It has been, it's been kind of a, a busy week, but yeah, it's having a good day so far. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm a little, I'm a little low on energy. I had a very long, busy week as well. My, um, my nanny family that I, that I take care of, um, one of their, one of the girl's little friends, um, her school got closed down because of COVID. Someone tested positive in the school. So they shut down the school for a few weeks. There were a couple days this week where her parents were both working and there was no one to take care of, of the kids. So they asked if they could send her over to our house. Um, and I was like, sure. Cause I don't like it for kids. Like, that's fine. I'm, I'm fine with that. But, um, so I, I watched them for, I watched her for two days with the other kids and did school on top of it. So yeah. What have I been doing this week? Oh, I downloaded. So I, I've, I've been like really diving into studying for my licensing exam and oh, yeah. That's kind of fun. It's kind of like, oh, hey, like just looking over the machine, I'm like, oh, hey, I'm intelligent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh, this isn't like a foreign language to me. It's like, mm-hmm. I do. Like, I am ready to like, I'm at that spot where it's like, okay, yeah, I, yeah, it makes sense to like mm-hmm. be at this point in my education where it's like, oh, yeah, that this would be coming up. There were things that I was like, oh, yeah, I don't remember this. So this is something to brush up on, but. I'm like, okay, yeah, a lot of this does make sense. And I was like, okay, cool. I have been paying attention in the last two years. <laughs> yeah, and then I, I, I was dealing with really weird anxiety this week. Oh, like, really? Yeah, on Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, I just like woke up and I was like, <gasps> and I think it's just like different stuff with work. Like just like oh. we're, we have a new system and just like being like, okay, did I do this thing correctly? Cause there's just like more stuff, a part of it that we never did before. So I feel like a first week intern again. And yeah. <laughs> it's oh, like, no. ah, that's not fun. But then it's just like, I learned it pretty quickly. And, but I was just like, oh, did, I, did, I, did I miss something? Oh, no. But I'm feeling a little bit better now. And then yesterday I was looking at a document that's supposed to be turned in by this coming week. And there was stuff that I had to erase, get my external hard drive and like move a lot of stuff over and delete stuff because there was no room to save anything new. My disc was entirely full. Oh, wow. So there was like, yeah. And this document, I had been working on it with a full disc. So there's parts of it that didn't save. So I have to like redo a few things, but it's okay because it will take me maybe an hour, but it was like, this was done. It was literally finished. A week mm-hmm. ago. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I was ahead of the game and now I'm like still ahead of the game, but now I'm like two steps backwards. No, I'm gonna go in a corner and cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like you're texting me outside. I'm like, um, my brain's having a meltdown. But it's okay. I didn't lose everything. I just lost four four and a half medications that were on this document. So just, just some quick Googling, just some quick Googling. <laughs> we'll take an hour, maybe an hour and a half tops. It, oh, no. But like, that's also how hard I worked. It was like, I was, I'm a, I was a week ahead of the game and I'm still like 
three days ahead of the game. I enjoyed college while I was in it the way most people do, but I would, I don't think I'd ever go back. I wouldn't either. Nuts. I mean, I enjoyed college. Like at some point college, I did feel very purposeful. Like, okay, like I had the structure, I had stuff to do. I had stuff to like, I had assignments to get done. My purpose was learning. And then graduate school, it was like, graduate school is pretty fun the first couple of years. And then you get into other stuff and then you start start doubting a bunch of things. But now it's like, ah, I'm so close to the end. Yay. And then like, when like, you're like, oh yeah, I thought about grad school, but I don't, I'm like, don't do it. (laughs) People are like, yeah, they're like, why are you going to grad school? This is where dreams die. (laughs) They don't actually die here. (laughs) You just feel like any other dream you have that's outside of your career dies while you're here. (laughs) Oh man. What a time. What a time. A lot of memories. Some I blocked out. (laughs) (laughs) Rightfully so. (laughs) What into our espresso shot? Yeah, let's do it. So our espresso shot today comes from our patron, John Paul, Pope John Paul II, from an address that he gave in uh, or at World Youth Day 2000, which took place in Rome his home base, that he says to the youth, it is Jesus who stirs in you the desire to do something great with your lives, the will to follow an ideal, the refusal to allow yourselves to be ground down by mediocrity, the courage to commit yourselves humbly and patiently to proving yourselves and society, making the world more human and more fraternal. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I think this time, you know, I really liked that because um, when you think about your life, when, you know, so like once you finally do graduate school, uh, <laughs> I think, you know, everyone kind of sets out like they want to do something meaningful. They want to do something great with their lives, not necessarily like be famous or do something not something that's like makes you famous or that you'll be well known for or like to go down in history necessarily to do something with meaning like something with purpose and I liked also the line the refusal to allow yourselves to be ground down by mediocrity because I feel like that's the temptation in today's day and age you just kind of settle or we you know it's hard it's hard not to be ground down by Mm what the world says you should be or how you should think or you know like it's it's hard to stand up to that and so refusing to allow to allow ourselves to be ground down just the the will to be to say no to that to stand and the courage Mm -hmm. to commit yourselves to improve society I don't know I think that's really yeah I think and then I also think that that's kind of um because when I think of that, refusing to allow yourself to be ground on by mediocrity, mm-hmm. the word mediocrity, I'm thinking about the times when I have not wanting to do anything, not wanting to help anybody, just like wanting to watch TV, sit around and just not really like do anything purposefully, just kind of let the time fly while I'm just going down that wormhole of mindless activities that, and then I would be annoyed if somebody asked me to help them do something and I had to like go like help somebody move furniture like do something it's like (laughs) okay 
So, and I'm just like, and that's, that's mediocrity is just like not doing anything. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, the phrase that's coming to mind right now is the, be the change you want to see in the world, which I don't know, sometimes to me sounds really cheesy, but it is, but it is true. I think if you want to see difference, if you want to see something improve, then you have, like, someone's got to be the first one to get the ball rolling and maybe it's you but I think I don't know I think it was Mother Teresa who said something like leave people happier than when you found them and I like the last line on that on that espresso shot making the world more human and more fraternal I just think that's you know there's importance and I think we need to be more fraternal I think there needs to be more unity and I like it is Jesus who fuels that it is Jesus who stirs the desire to do something great with your lives. Yeah. Whatever, whatever God calls us to, whatever he calls us to like that can, like he knows the direction to point us. We just try to be more like him. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think that part of improve, like having the patience to recognize that we have flaws. Mm-hmm. And to wanting to like be humble enough and patient enough to improve those and improving on those flaws actually like positively impacts other people, unless they're a toxic person, then they'll be annoyed by it. And then, Mm -hmm. but that's for them to figure out and for them to improve upon, but taking the time to like be humble and be patiently improving ourselves does have a positive impact on other people. And it does make the world better. Mm-hmm. I love this. He's he's awesome. It's yeah. a good um yeah, I really liked it. And in order to do something great, we need to be humble and patient in order to get there. It's not gonna happen overnight. Yep, exactly. Um, I'm in grad school, I know this. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long journey. Like what about uh, to end? Well, because I think it, it is a long journey because when you know especially if you need to kind of go against the grain, you know, Mm -hmm. you're really going or like against the current of the normal flow of things. It takes a lot of courage and strength to learn how to plant yourself and even go against that current, you know, but it's like, you can't, it takes, it takes practice. It takes work. So. Well, I mean, he became a seminarian when the Nazis were in Poland. So he like over, he literally went against the grain and became a priest when they were being hunted. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you okay, we're dropping a book in here. It will be in the description. Witness to Hope: The Biography of John Paul II. Mm-hmm. Excellent read. You will laugh. You will cry. You will learn Polish. <laughs> <laughs> what more can you ask for? <laughs> and if you read it to your grandmother, she might laugh at the faces you make as you attempt to learn Polish. Oh. so good yeah I really like that book as well I think there's a quote also there's a book that Jason Everett wrote called John Paul the Great I think I've referenced Mm -hmm. it before in here but he talks about when he was elected bishop or archbishop the government like kind of had a say in that or kind of like greased the skids because they thought that he was younger he might be more easily influenced he might go along like immalleable mm-hmm and boy, were they in for a 
literally brought down communism yep. people and by giving them hope he yeah. gave them hope mm-hmm. and they like okay so in the book they discuss how he visited they they finally allowed him to visit and the people they had just been very like down because they had the not occupied by nazis occupied by communists they are not located geographically well mm. <laughs> to be safe from people that don't want to like take over and control them. And so these people are kind of like counter and then he comes back as Pope and he talks to them and the people that were running the country very, apparently they were like, when they met him, they were shaking because they saw the hope he was in the light and hope that he was instilling in the people. And they were just like, Oh, this isn't going to last this communism is not going to last here and it took a few more years but like he brought it down i'm trying to find that section uh where they talk about that Um, in case you guys don't know based off the title of our podcast i'm a john paul ii fangirl (laughs) i know we could do a whole series on on john paul ii Um, and just like books to read about him yeah i know Oh, yeah, I found the quote. It was I have it marked actually? Sorry, it we says, should go to um, Poland. <laughs> yeah, this is this is from this is from um, an excerpt from Saint John Paul the Great by Jason Everett. And so this is when he's is he a priest? Yes, Father Carroll. And so seven years later, Wojtyla was elect, selected as the Archbishop of Krakow. At the time, the Polish government and the church were battling over whether the state approval was needed to elect bishops. The communists conceded that they would not impose a candidate, but they demanded the authority to reject them if they so desired. And then it keeps going. So they were literally waiting for Carol Wojtyła's name to come up. The communist leader who is blocking the candidate said, I'm waiting for Wojtyła and I will continue to veto names until I get them, until I get him. Yes. And it says, in one of the most (laughs) ironic twists in church history... Wyszynski was informed, I don't know if that's how you say his name, but he was informed that the communists had Wyszynski. chosen Carol Wojtyla. The authorities assumed that Wojtyla would be easier to control, and they hoped to pit him against the older Wyszynski. In what was perhaps the greatest miscalculation in the history of communism, they decided Wojtyla was the best and only choice. That <laughs> entire excerpt is in witness to hope and my grandma and I when we were reading it we're just like holy crap we're just like it was just like boom drop that on yourselves yep thanks guys <laughs> yeah it's like wow that's divine I was like whoa that's <laughs> and JP2 uh, so good yeah John Paul II was used by Jesus to do great things to be awesome you just have to be patient and courageous and yeah so so today we want to talk a little bit about i just kind of introduce the idea of having like finding purpose and meaning in this time of being single if you're discerning your vocation if you're trying to figure out where you're supposed to be planted, where you're supposed to be, you know, what your path is. What do you do until you figure that out? (laughs) Like, how can you find purpose in a temporary sort of vocation or that that can be a temporary vocation? Yeah. And something I really think about is 
our lives do not start when we enter our vocation, our lives are already started. Yeah. There is kind of that temptation to think mm-hmm. about that. There's a movie. Did you ever, <laughs> did you ever see PS? I love you. Yes. Okay. So there's a point in the beginning of the movie where they're fighting, the husband and wife are fighting with each other because, and the wife is very unsatisfied with her life as far as like her job. She's not where she wants to be. She feels like they don't quite have life figured out yet. And so she's, she makes a comment. She says, I'm, I'm worried, you know, I'm like, I'm just worried. I want our life to start already. And, you know, they talk a little bit more. And then her husband says to her later, he says, you keep saying that you're, you're waiting for our life to start. This is it. We're, we're in it. (laughs) This Mm -hmm. is, this is our life. It's here. Um, And it might not look like what you want, but this is what it is. It doesn't mean it doesn't count. It doesn't mean we wait and make decisions, you know, wait for pieces of life to fall in that we want because you might be waiting for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And there is that temptation to wait or postpone life until you enter your permanent vocation and don't do that because you're living right now. Don't waste your time doing nothing because you're waiting to enter something to fulfill your vocation. And that's where finding purpose in singleness comes in doing things and think about the things that you have the time for now that you probably won't have the time for once you've entered your vocation Mm -hmm. because I mean if you want a religious life yeah there's stuff that you won't be able to do once you do that so do that stuff now if you're waiting for marriage there's stuff that like you won't be able to do once you're like have an entire other family that you just joined because like maybe you don't have kids yet but then when you do have kids if you if you are blessed enough to have them yeah there's there's things that you just won't have the time to do so like think about the things that so today we're going to be discussing like what to do with our time now and how to use it intentionally while we still have that and the things that we can do that we won't be able to do later and you know all that stuff and just finding joy in it Mm mm-hmm yeah. And this is something that I can, you know, if and when we ever we ever talk about um, a little bit more of my my past and my discernment story, like this is yeah. literally what I've caught myself doing. It was just like waiting for life to start. And I didn't, you know, at one point I looked up and I was like, this is what I'm doing. I'm waiting and I feel like I'm in a rut and I don't want that for myself. I don't want mm-hmm. to live life that way. So I'm going to stop doing that. And it really opened a beautiful door. My life does not look anything like I -hmm. ever imagined it to be. But had I just sat and waited around, like, I don't know, who knows where I'd be. But the things that I've been able to do and places I've been able to visit and see, it's super fulfilling. So yeah, if you find yourself like in a position where maybe you're kind of sitting around waiting for your life to start, maybe look up and say, well, if this isn't supposed to happen yet, if I'm not, you know, maybe I haven't found my vocation yet, maybe I'm still discerning and that's good to do, like keep working toward that. But in the meantime, live for yourself, live for Christ, because there's still things that you can do, things that you can accomplish, ways that he can work through you during this time. Like you said, that you might not be like things that you'll be able to do when, and you might not necessarily have time to do it once you do find your vocation. So I'm also very much looking forward to you sharing your discernment. 
because it's really cool. The, what, what, <laughs> the like the best that you have shared with me before. I'm just like, <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. Anyway, we we can we will discuss that at a later time. But um, <laughs> until then, <laughs> so what does that what what does that look like? What are things that we can do in this time mm-hmm. of of waiting? If you if you feel that you have been called to marriage, or if you are in the middle of discernment, how can you use that life as a that time as a single person? How can you use that wisely? So I've actually. I've talked to my married friends before about this, and I think this is just good practical advice in general, but being able to build a good prayer life, a good spiritual life, your own prayer life is very important in this time and what that looks like for you. Because I think when you, when you find yourself married, you do have also, you have your, your prayer life as a couple, being able to spend time in prayer the way you want to is important especially when you start having kids and, you know, prayer life, family prayer life can be beautiful, but also going to mass with children. It's not the most prayerful, relaxing experience in the world (laughs) because kids are rambunctious, especially little ones before they learn. You might find yourself in a cry room more often than anything, or like in the back of church, trying not to disturb Mm -hmm. everything too much, but being able to spend time, you know, being able to have a weekly time and energy really to have like go to an adoration chapel and have a weekly holy hour or be able to go to daily mass and not really think too much about it yeah something as you were talking about children at church I was thinking about how I actually enjoy going with my friends that have children to mass with them it's not I haven't done really a lot but it's I get I like being the aunt I like being the helpful aunt that's like helping wrangle children. And like, I'm able, I have that time now. Like I don't have my own kids. Like I'm able to help other people with their children. Mm-hmm. I can babysit and I have a niece and I, I am aware that I have this time now where I'm not committed to somebody else that I can, if they have the time, I can go visit them on a weekend and mm-hmm. get that time with her. Having your own prayer life having your own established relationship with God and having a strong relationship with God is a really important factor. And you want to have that before entering your vocation, when you're becoming joined to maybe a religious group or to a spouse and you like, you have this relationship, the strong relationship established already and you're able to bring that in with you and then also have that still, but then also take part of that and join that with your spouse or your community. Mm-hmm. I think that is important to be able to, yeah, you can dedicate a lot of your time and focus to just being able to concentrate fully. Like it's you and God. Cause mm-hmm. when you put a spouse in, or if you put a family in and you lead them in in prayer life that is beautiful god, too and god still has to be one, number one so oh, you yeah. have to have this like this established life with him first in order to lead them to god mm-hmm. yes but as far as you're you know trying there is beauty in prayer in prayer as a mm-hmm. family and prayer with your spouse but there's also sometimes we need to take you know some time for just just you and God. Yeah. Like you said, number one is, is God in your life, in your life. So. And something that I've found a lot of joy in, in this time that I've been told like, oh, 
these things that you've learned while single, they're going to get you a husband. I'm like, well, it hasn't worked yet, but that's fine. Cause I, I learned how to cook. I learned how to cook in my early twenties and I love cooking. You guys know, I love cooking. (laughs) We've talked about this before, Mm -hmm. but, and then like, I know how to do laundry. I don't really know how to do finances, but, um, I think just like, yeah, like learning, learning, I believe the term they use these days is adulting, uh, yes. but learning, like learning life skills, you know, like that mm-hmm. you, you can learn how to be independent, how to cook for yourself, how to go like, grocery shopping, what you need, make a list. I'm not quite at that yes. level of adulting yet. I usually just grab a cart and go up and down the aisles till I have everything that I want. So Oh, and I love planners. Planners, paper planners are so great. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like the convenience of having a calendar in my phone, just because you always have it with you then and you can look, but I, I do better when I can see it in front of me and I'm constantly mm-hmm. looking at it, whether it's on the wall or whatever. Um, yeah, it yeah. helps me to be physically writing it down on paper. Yeah. Like any tasks I need to do get done, like I write into my planner, visit grandma. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But I think like taking the time to learn how to do things like for yourself as a, as a functioning adult, also taking time to do your hobby. Like we recently talked about our hobbies. Mm -hmm. So also taking the time to invest in hobbies because we can, that's something that you can still do when you're in a relationship or if you're in marriage. Yeah. Being able to take the time to do something like really devote time to doing something that you love Am I also, I'm filling myself up, but kind of in the back of your mind, there's also this other person that I need to be investing in as well. And so I need to balance mm-hmm. that. And that takes practice, but um, right yes. now you don't, when you're single, you don't really have to worry about that. Yeah. And something that we also can do while we're single is because we don't have this other person is that mm-hmm. we can be generous with our time with others, like mm-hmm. driving people to the airport or helping somebody move or helping them paint their house or do a renovation, move furniture. Yeah. Being generous with your time, being able Mm -hmm. to help because sometimes when I reach out to my, you know, my married friends, you know, can, can you help with this? Well, let me check. We have, you know, this thing or that thing, or we, you know, going on and um, people are busy. And so, yeah, being able to be generous with your time and help out where you can thing really cool too because you do you, it's just you and I'm just thinking about ways that I've done this so I have I mean I worked with my grandma for a year and a half and then there was times where like somebody might be running late and I would get a text in the morning like hey can you come over and help out until they get here and I'd be like yes I can like mm-hmm. I'm available I can do this or there's different weekends where it's like hey can you come over and if I don't have any other obligations yeah I'm there I'm like okay like I can do this like I'm available I have this time I don't have a lot I don't have as much time as I used to because my where I am in my single life as a student I it's it's just a little bit more limited because I have different things to study for but it's just like I can do that stuff there too I try to be more, I try to be present with people yeah. and like purposely be present with them. Well, I guess not all the time if I'm doing homework while I'm with them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I, like, and you have the energy to be able to do that as well. Being a nanny 
seven to seven usually or like eight to six sometimes mm-hmm. but um but seven to seven during the day I'm living kind of like a stay-at-home mom life the beauty about it is that at the end of the day I get to give the children back to their parents and then <laughs> I get to go and like have a full night's sleep do what I want but there are times at the end of the day where I'm just like children we're crazy and (laughs) I have no energy to devote to people outside of that like my friends I want to go hang out but I'm also exhausted yeah but I think when you when you are single like you have you know after work sometimes you have you do have the energy to go out and and devote to hobbies or being with friends or doing this, that, or the other thing, you know, like going to the gym versus Mm -hmm. worrying about, you know, going home and having dinner, getting the kids to bed and all, you know, and like those kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. I used to organize a weekly game night with my friends. Mm -hmm. And that was something that I was, I had the time to do. I was like, I was at the point of being a student where I I had the time still. I don't really have that, that time anymore. I mean, yeah. I guess I do because I watch Game of Favorites every week, almost every week. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, but now, like, I went from I was a I was a full time student, but I had the time to do other recreational activities. And now my I'm at the spot in school where my purpose I'm purposely dedicating myself to my studies. Yeah. Cause that's the state that I'm in. And I'm like, okay, this is the time for me to be, God is calling me to be a student right now. Mm-hmm. And I would not have the same time to devote if I were married with children to be able to devote that to my studies. So, mm. and just like learning different aspects of what I'm doing. And that's something that I have to remind myself that's like, okay, this is where you are right now. It's not going to be forever, but do this intentionally. Don't just okay, yeah, we can just kind of like get by. No, I have to be intentional. I have to like, I have to approach this with purpose because that's where I am right now. Right. And yeah, be be the best that you can. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Because like it is, this is your real life. This is part of your real life. It is not like, oh, you know, kind of like what we were talking about beforehand, you know, like waiting for real life yeah. to start. Like this is your real yeah. life and it matters. And who you are now does have a, an impact in who you're going to be in a relationship, who you're going to be in mm-hmm. a marriage. And so, yeah, the way and how you spend your time now is important. Yeah. So don't just. Don't and don't be mediocre in it. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's also beauty in being single is you do have, you do have, there's this beautiful freedom kind of like I talked about, like, I, you know, I'm with the kids all day and it's super fun, but then I, I get to go off at the end of the day and I get to do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. I could get a full night's sleep if I wanted to. Doesn't always happen because I'm a (laughs) night owl and the, the mom I work for, she talked about how there were a couple of times where my, my youngest was a baby there was a point where she'd be waking up every day at 4 a.m. for like a week. And I was like, that's terrible. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, Kids don't sleep. They don't sleep. And you have to get up with them. When because- they, when, as teen- they wake up, they, they sleep when they're teenagers. <laughs> oh, well, she goes like this. Oh my gosh. If you are a working mother, I have so much respect for you because this mom that I work for, she has a very mm. demanding career. She goes out, she goes off to work. She's such a good mom too, but she goes to work, works full time every day. 
she works from home. So her commute is a set of stairs. She doesn't even have like 20 to 30 minutes in the car, you know, for a commute on the way home to like have some, you know, off time. Like she goes, she has a commute of a set of stairs and she comes to be with the kids at the end of the day. And she's on, like that's on time with her family. She's a hero. And then to have a child be awake at 4 a.m. every night for a week is just insane. And then and then have to start everything all over again. He's just crazy. She is such a she's such a, a hero, really. And that's that's her vocation. That's what she's called to do. She's called to be a full-time mom. She is called to have a full-time career. And she like that life is so incredible and rewarding for her. Otherwise, she wouldn't be doing it. So it's kind of it's kind of nice to be a little bit self like selfish in a good way. I think that you that not taking it for granted that you can sleep and that you can go home. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, because this might not be it forever. It's like okay, like just savoring it, savoring that like that yep. you savoring what you can do in your freedom. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I love that you said that because yeah, savoring it because I know that this is not ideally <laughs> this is not <laughs> to be my real life. Once once I am married and once I have Your a family. In quotes, real um, life. Right. In my real life. <laughs> the one that hasn't started yet. The fake life that I'm living now. Uh, that's really funny that I just said that, by the way. Because we said not to do that. But once, you know, (laughs) once I start living that vocation life out, that's very much not going to be the reality. Then I'm going to be the one chugging coffee down because my kid was up at 4 a.m. Maybe someday I'll learn to drink coffee, (laughs) but not today. (laughs) My sister, this is one of the most proudest moments in my life. Her third child broke her. She never drank coffee. She didn't really like it. She didn't mind the smell of it, but she hated the taste of it. Her third mm-hmm. child broke her and she was like, she had to, like, she started off by putting, and I think she still does this, but she had to start off by making um, essentially hot chocolate and then adding a splash of coffee for caffeine. And now she's gone from that to just like pouring coffee and then adding mm. hot chocolate mix. So it's like a mocha. But <laughs> her third child was like, she's like, I gotta, I gotta do something. <laughs> so it could happen to you, yeah. Mora. <laughs> And then something that we can tell, um, that we, we can spend an entire other episode on this, but travel. Yeah. And I think we do plan to spend an entire episode on just, if you want to travel, purposely travel. Like we're going to talk yes. about where we want to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Sarah, we should go to a pilgrimage to Poland. Oh my gosh. I, yeah, we could talk. I could talk about travel. I, yeah. Being able to do that, yeah. having the freedom to just, I'm going to take a week or two. Mm-hmm. you want it's up to you because you're independent and you're single and being able to say I'm gonna just I'm gonna go wherever and if that's yeah. you know like a couple hours away to a bed and breakfast mm-hmm. or if it's a group or like a trip with your girlfriends um you can still do those things obviously when you're when you're married and if you have a family but they're those are vacations those are those are like that's traveling yeah vacations <laughs> Yes, but also, you know, you don't have to worry about, oh, are the kids okay? Are they, is everyone doing all right? You know, if mm-hmm. you go by yourself. Mm-hmm. 
I got to check and make sure that this is going to work out for, you know, because my schedule is not the only one I have to worry about. <clears throat> everything like that. So Yeah. Yeah. I actually have more stuff to talk about on that in our, on our travel episode because I went to Ireland twice and I did not have to save because I was someone that I, I worked as a, a nanny and a babysitter and I was saving money. I did, I did not spend my money. I don't drink alcohol. I didn't spend money on, and I also drank, drink coffee. So I, there was a lot of stuff that I wasn't spending money on and I just had the saved up money. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to Ireland in three weeks. That's awesome. You, you went to Ireland I, for I, three I also, weeks and you came back. Why? <laughs> okay. I went for one week first and then I was like, I like it here. I'm going to come back again. And then I was like, okay, how long should I go for it? I'm like, I'm going to do three weeks, but I also, Okay. In order to do that spontaneously, I already did have a passport and I'd had one for a few years. I just never used it. And that was my first, I traveled solo. That was my first time. I never been on a plane before. And that was my first time going on a plane. And I also told almost no one that I was going because I wanted it to be a surprise. So I had like different people that were like walking me through how to walk through an airport. They're like, okay, read all the science. This is what you do. If you need any help, just ask somebody. (laughs) Yeah, I was 24. That's awesome. So that was your first time traveling internationally. My first time ever, my first time ever getting onto a plane. And you went by yourself? Was, yes. Wow. All by myself for the first I time ever it. traveling on a plane was solo. And it was to get to Ireland. <laughs> That's super brave because you didn't know at that point. You're like, what if I'm one of those people who freaks out on a plane? I don't know yet. I've never been on one, but what if I do? And like your plans are so boring. Okay. Plans are fun, but looking at the window, you're like, this looks like a simulation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. (laughs) But yeah, you have the like freedom to take trips, being able to just say, I'm going to, I'm going to take a class. I'm going to take a class in something that I just want to learn. Oh, yeah. But that's like, idea. yeah. And these are all things that we can cover. Like these like, can have their own individual episodes if we yeah. wanted them to. Or we could just do like a part two. I know. Or like, a, yeah, like a series. Yeah. I have a friend who took a cake decorating class. Like, how <gasps> that's fun so is cool. that? Yeah. Like, how fun is that? So cool. And that's something like, you know, she learned how to make cakes and, and decorate cookies. And I think that would be super fun. That's something that you can do. Like, so like down the road, if she, you know, well, she's married now. Yeah, like she can make her kids birthday cakes because of something mm-hmm. that she learned. It's such a like sometimes it's easy to get discouraged in the single life like oh I'm just waiting, mm-hmm. you know, for life to happen, but there's also this beautiful freedom that will never happen again. There's a book that I read a while ago. It's called Lady in Waiting. It talks about what to do. It's for women obviously. <laughs> Uh, but it talks about what to do while you wait and how you can really take that time to practice and work on your virtue. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that it says in that book, which is very, very impactful, it says, it would be better, it would be better for you to be single and wish you were married than to be married and wish you were single. Oh, Wow. Mm-hmm. Does I always think about just like you're better off being happily single in a bad marriage and being depressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes we 
we take for granted the time that we have now, like, and those desires, I don't know. I feel like for myself, I go through phases of like being impatient and wanting to be married and also in really enjoying this time being single. But I think that, yeah, I think it is easy to get discouraged and like the times where you're impatient are rough. Trying, yeah. But trying not to be, taking that for granted and just recognizing the beauty of this time because once you are once you find your your vocation it's you won't have it again mm-hmm. I think that um moving forward and grounds to cover yes I think so too so so moving forward or something that we can practice this week or how can we like implement what we've talked about today first thing that I will always recommend again in terms of your vocation, <laughs> say three Hail Marys every day for your vocation. That's one of the best things you can do to prepare yourself, to prepare your future spouse, prepare yourself for your future spouse and your yeah. vocation, whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. Pray three Hail Marys that God will help you stay on that right path. The second one is check something off your long-term to-do list. Mm-hmm. I have been putting off, I need to get my... <laughs> my check engine light is on it's been on for a long 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 time it's fine it runs fine but it's like every day it's a little reminder of like you got to take care of this thing it's on my it's on my to-do list so I'm gonna do that this week. <laughs> it's been a long time so Ooh, it needs an oil change should, anyway so maybe I should learn Polish that could be on my long-term to-do list is to like to work on is well once I graduate I can try to learn Polish because I want to go to Poland and I want to be able to like not be confused and communicate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But check, check like something that you've been meaning to do or meaning to get around with, or maybe it's something like getting your car tuned up or something that you've been wanting to learn like (laughs) Polish. I've been meaning to do that. Pick something and do it. Add an extra bedroom to your house, do a renovation, add a deck add like a really cool deck to your house or like a fire pit that's like okay is that on your long-term to-do list put a fire pit out there and then you have friends over like let's start some like barbecues and grilling Mm -hmm. (laughs) even though it's well right now it's february and it's very cold yeah yeah so something yeah something like that just pick something to work on and just go ahead and do it Another thing that you can do is maybe you've been, you know, kind of thinking to yourself, like you see this restaurant that you've been driving around, you, you see this restaurant, you're like, oh, I, I want to go there someday, or I want to mm-hmm. see this movie, or I want to, you know, learn how to do this, like take a cake decorating class, even do that, <laughs> um, do something fun that you've been meaning to do or try, whether it's with somebody or without, but don't wait on it go ahead and just take the leap and, and do it. I've been wanting to do more. I don't know. I don't know what it looks like now with coronavirus, but I really, really want to actually take horseback riding lessons, like actual do horseback it. riding lessons. I want this for you. I love horses so much. And so I really, really want to do that. I don't know how or what's happening. Yeah. Now with the coronavirus, but that's, that's something that I would love to do. I want to get a stone for sharpening knives and learn how to properly sharpen my knives. But yeah, sharp knives are really essential in cooking. But yeah, that's That's awesome. No, that's awesome. And then another one I 
I think would be really cool to do is do something nice for a stranger. Yes. I love this one. A random act of kindness, put a Mm -hmm. little bit of hope into someone's life. Just do something really nice for a stranger just because whether Mm -hmm. that's paying for someone's coffee behind you or giving someone your quarter at Aldi. Yeah. One day I would really love to pay for someone's groceries. I think that would be really cool to pay for someone's groceries, their whole, like, and it would be like $200 for a family of four and their groceries for a week. I would love to be able to do that. We can also dig out a neighbor's car. Yeah. If it's in snow, like take that time to like help a stranger, like maybe jump their car. Okay. Safely within reasonable safety precautions. (laughs) As women, that might not be the smartest thing for us to do all the time is helping strangers. Yeah. Um, I used to drive Lyft. And while I was driving around, I would have, because I had like little bottles of water in my car for my my passengers, mm-hmm. but I would also keep some in a cooler up front with me, especially in the summer, and a with box of granola bars. And then if I ever saw somebody who, you know, a homeless person who had a sign up, mm-hmm. I would I'd pass them a bottle of water and a granola bar. And they're always so appreciative and it just feels really good to help somebody like that. So, um, yeah, do, do just a random act of kindness. Um, and the last um, points in grounds to cover is just think about what you can invest your time in now, such as like a cooking class, or maybe you want to learn how to shoot guns. I don't personally enjoy shooting guns. I've tried it. I don't really enjoy it at all, but there's some people that do. Or just like whatever it is that like you can invest your time in now. We listed a bunch of things already, but yeah. Helping your friends out that's like whatever it is, driving them to the airport, helping them move, helping them with their children, like Mm -hmm. visiting your grandparents and making sure you're spending that time with them. When my friends have new babies, so a lot of times people will set up a meal train for them where you can sign up to bring them their dinner so that they don't have to worry about it with a new baby in the house. I like to do that because then most often you bring over dinner and then there maybe is a chance that you could hold a little tiny baby while the people eat their food. That's always fun. So <laughs> slightly selfish act of kindness there, but you know, yeah. <laughs> I brought you dinner so that I can hold you your baby. Thank you. <laughs> oh, isn't that why we always do that is to hold their baby. We're <laughs> like helping them with their laundry and then yeah. holding the baby. <laughs> Mm-hmm. or holding a baby so that they can shower yep I have it on good authority that someone offering to just come over for 10-15 minutes so that a mom can just hop in the shower an actual shower without having to worry about her baby that's, I love it that's yeah. something you really need because so. uh, that is something I think about as a single person like okay I can help them they might not always want my help. But it's like, hey, this is something I'm actually available to do still. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully, yeah, if you're in a point in your life where you are just trying to figure out what this single life and the single time can can look like, hopefully you found something that might be helpful or at least help you think of other things, mm-hmm. um, ways that you can spend your time, ways to live a fulfilling life with, with some purpose to it. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. And then we will have some book recommendations on John Paul too in oh, the yeah. description because yeah. we're obsessed. It's, it's, I mean, 
That's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> okay. So, see you next week, guys. <laughs> bye. Bye. Thanks again for stopping by Carol's Coffee House this week. We really appreciate and enjoy all the support and encouragement that we've been getting from people who are listening. So thank you for that. If you have any ideas of things that you would like to talk about or interested in, you can reach out to us on Twitter at carol underscore podcast, or you can send us an email at carolscoffeehouse at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. We really appreciate it. Have a blessed week.